is full of them. From low-budget crap fests to downright unwatchable. And only two men are willing to watch them all. So climb in and take your seat. This is Short Bus Cinema. Let's do it. happening welcome back to another episode episode number four of short bus cinema where we take you and throw you on the bus and we run you through every piece of trash movie we can find i'm rick morgan i'm one of your hosts and i'm here with the coolest man i know mr johnny krug what's up man what's up man how's it going i'm excited yeah yeah uh yeah man it's gonna be fun uh this is another movie that i had never checked out before johnny's got just tons of these movies and uh you know we decided to, to dive into another so-called horror movie uh for this episode which is the uh the this 19- is a classic man what are you talking about it's a classic it's a classic oh. 1984 splatter university but uh i got to reading on it a little <laughs> bit original it came out in 81 it just took a while for it to actually make it to the masses because you know they were fine-tuning it i'm sure Oh yeah, you could tell from the finished product. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of like you know, like when a director, you know, like um, what's the guy's name um, who did uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas and like uh, Coraline and all that, Henry Selleck. Oh, it's oh, kind of oh. like how his movies take almost a decade to make each. It's kind of the same way. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they put so much into this, you know. Uh, it ages like a fine wine, or more, <laughs> more like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah man this is going to be fun uh this is another one like i said haven't seen before definitely gonna be worthy of finding a seat on the bus for sure (laughs) so we'll take a quick break right quick we'll come back and we'll dive right into this turkey we'll see you in a second folks get out of the way Hello? Hello. Who is this? Who are you trying to reach? I don't know. Oh, I think you've got the wrong number. Do I? I'm going to hang up. Wait, don't hang up. What's that noise? Popcorn? You're making popcorn. Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn when I listen to podcasts. I'm about to listen to a podcast. Oh, really? Which one? Probably the podcast on Haunted Hill. Is that the one with the two guys with the beards? Uh, yeah, Dan and Gav. Most episodes, they look at two different horror movies. Each episode, they look at a world of a strange, where they look at weird things from around the world. Sometimes, they even do special episodes where they look at different genres or directors' discographies and talk about them. Hmm. Do you have a boyfriend? Maybe. So where can I find the podcast on Haunted Hill? Well, you can go to legionpodcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, or just go into iTunes and search for the podcast on Haunted Hill. So, are you going to ask me out? And now for our feature presentation. All right, folks, welcome back. This is going to be fun. Uh, again, this is a Johnny recommendation. And uh, based off the last one we had, we'll see how this goes. Because he's proven to me that uh, he knows some bad movies. So uh, this one is no different. 
is pretty bad. 1984, Splatter University. <laughs> yeah, Splatter University. This movie, it was written and directed by, uh, well, actually, it was directed by Richard W. Haynes, who, from what I could tell, he's done, he did some stuff that most people would know, but he didn't do it as a director. He was an editor on most stuff, like Class of Nukem High and Alien Space Avengers and stuff like that. Trauma guy. Yeah, definitely. He did Toxic Avenger. He, he did a lot of things he worked behind the scenes on, but this was his first time helming a film. <laughs> well, and that's what I was wondering because I noticed that Troma did pick this film up to to you know distribute it. So I I knew there was got to be some kind of tie there of how that happened, and that just totally explained it. So there you go. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw somewhere where Troma was one that actually picked it up and distributed it out everywhere. So that uh, that makes a lot of sense now. Oh, oh actually, happened. I'm wrong, too. He actually did direct a class of Nukem High. I thought he just edited it, but uh-huh. no, he directed it. So, and I, I actually can appreciate some trauma movies. I don't know if appreciate is the word for me, but <laughs> there's a few. understand what they're going for. There's a few I enjoy. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, this movie stars, and we just talked about this a second ago on, on break, but uh, this movie stars Forbes Riley as the main actress and or the main character. And I was going through her IMDb, and I'm, I didn't notice anything she was in. And I know her from something, so I looked through her trivia, and apparently she created one of the, it was something called the Spin Gym, which was a exercises piece that they did infomercials for. So she was nonstop in those infomercials. That's hilarious. <laughs> and she still looks really good, actually. She looks pretty good for her age. We were talking. It's like, man, he says I know that name from somewhere. And lo and behold. She created something, so she's not in too bad a shape, I guess. So this movie, it starts off at a mental hospital with these, it's like a doctor and a couple of nurses searching for a, a missing mental patient. And right off the bat, the way they portray mentally ill people, <laughs> it's like something out of the Three Stooges. It oh. is, you have a guy sitting there with a sideways hat on, he's doing cross eyes while he's poking the eyes <laughs> on a mannequin head and like petting it like a baby and... And they keep focusing on this guy. Like, we're supposed to, like... <laughs> this movie doesn't have... I mean, in tone, this movie's pretty serious throughout the whole thing, I would say. And for an opening like this, it's pretty slapstick. Oh, well, in my notes, I said, you know, when you talk about trying to act crazy, I said, there's there's Edwin Neal, and then you then you get this guy who's trying to be crazy. Two different levels of crazy. And it's basically, hey, do you know how to act crazy? Yeah, I turn my head around sideways and look at me. <laughs> and that's what you get. <laughs> you know, I can imagine this is the only gig that guy ever got. I can imagine he invites people over. He's like, hey, you want to see a movie I was in? <laughs> <laughs> so you, they asked you to be in a movie and that's what they wanted you to do? Yeah, that's great. They, they told me to ad lib. <laughs> like, so what do, you, what do you really think about people with mental illness? <laughs> oh. So yeah, it's it's but, uh, that's the setup, man. And you can tell that this is not a hospital ward or anything. It looks like just a an office building that happened to have a, a aluminum wall with some windows in it. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't because look anything like a hospital. It well, the doctor uh, that doctor, by the way, is tiny because he was standing next to that janitor, and that janitor looked like he was twice the size. <laughs> but. Uh, the doctor finds the patient in like a janitor closet and immediately gets stabbed in the dick. Just <laughs> right away. Ooh, we got him in the gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's pretty bad. But so right after this, though, you see the patient suiting up and leaving, but he's wearing the doctor's clothes, dick blood and all, just right. still covered in all the blood. Because <laughs> it's a white it's a white uniform. I'm sure that's the one everybody talks about if they ever talk about this movie. Would have to be the stabbing scene right there. Sure. Oh yeah. And so the movie, for some reason, cuts it flat. It fast forwards three years later, and we're at a college where the, we're introduced to people that you think are going to have some kind of meaning in this movie, but they really don't. This is a teacher who seems to be there working late at night, and uh, she opens the door for somebody and imme- immediately gets stabbed in the poop. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, this this killer's all about you know, he's yep. all about stabbing you in places you don't want to be. I mean, not that you want to be stabbed anywhere, but. <laughs> Yeah, we know what you mean. It's this classroom, and obviously it's while college is out, so they were able to use the building. But, you know, it's the only college I've ever seen where they couldn't afford desk for the teachers. They're just sitting at these <laughs> makeshift tables that are sitting there. It's just like, wow, you know, don't don't put any effort into it, guys. But I think most of the money in this movie went toward beer. If I had to guess. Yes. There was a lot of beer in this movie. My favorite thing, though, is but- next... The next scene where it shows the car pulling up and college is back in session, and it says St. Trinian's College, the next semester slash yesterday. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> next next semester yesterday. So what does that mean? It's <laughs> gonna happen in the future tomorrow. Yeah, and that next day we actually we meet the new teacher who is the spin jib woman. Uh, her name's Mrs. Parker. And she goes there to meet Father Jansen, who right away you see he's this wheel wheelchair bound priest who he's like what do they call the head of uh, school like that? Like he's uh, not a dean because he's a priest. I think it's something different. I don't know, man. I call him a uh, uh, professor X priest. <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't even uh, she doesn't even actually start school that day. She actually um, just goes in to meet him, right? Well, she goes in for an interview, and it's like the shortest interview <laughs> I've ever seen for any kind of position or any job ever. <laughs> it, it's maybe two minutes long and she's got the job well she's not even the, the guy tells her you know that they the room is supposedly cursed or something like that it doesn't seem to bother her but later in the movie it starts bothering her a little bit <laughs> right yeah a lot uh, on the way there <laughs> she's trying to find the room to go to and she find, she runs into mark i don't know if he just had a crick in his neck that day or what but you look at him he's like he's got this real stiff neck and he like turns his whole body to like oh you're you're in the wrong hall you need to go that way. Seriously, if you're watching this movie, watch him turn his head because he can't turn his head. Mark Mark is uh, the other professor, right? Look like Chachi. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so after this, she goes to her new place where she's living. I guess it's uh, like an apartment building owned by this old lady named Mrs. Bloom. And <laughs> she is the biggest helmet of hair I've ever seen. <laughs> it looks like one of the helmets Guar would wear. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> Even the B-52s look at her and go, wow. <laughs> she has like 15 muskrats living in there. <laughs> and she's great too, man. I mean, she's actually one of the things of the movie that I, that I enjoyed. So, you know, you get the whole scene where before, during an interview, and, and well, you know, there's a lot of people that says that that, that classroom is jinxed. I said, there's a big difference between jinxed and somebody getting murdered in it. <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of difference there. And then it all ties back into, like you said, the landlady. And uh, and one thing I wanted to note, too, is every time, this is just a public service announcement, it's good for everybody to know, but whenever I unpack somewhere, I wear a handkerchief tied around my neck because that <laughs> that's my unpacking attire. I think, that's, I think some states require that by law. <laughs> yes, and apparently this is one of them. So during that point, then you get the landlady that comes up and you get some great dialogue like this. I just wanted to come to remind you to make sure that you lock the front entrance door when you come in at night. Some of the other tenants have been complaining it's being left open. And you know, I really don't blame them with all the kooks running around killing people they don't even know. <laughs> you know it seems to me if you're going to kill someone, you at least know them real well. No, that's very strange. There was a woman killed in the school I'm teaching at. It happened a few months ago. Do you know anything about it? Yes. I saw pictures of her body in the newspapers. Blood all over the place. It was awful. <laughs> With all the coops what, running What newspapers around. she reading? <laughs> what newspaper's printing up bloody pictures of a, of a crime scene? They're a real open environment in that town, I guess. You know? They, they, Apparently. they don't hold anything back. This next scene, we get uh, to meet all the students. And I, I just, the only thing I could think is an early introduction to Jersey Shore. <laughs> like, every single one of them was like, this is like pre-Snooky, pre, I don't know their names. That was the shape, the the fuzz, I don't know their names. <laughs> These, they're real Jersey in this. Yeah, you got this guy. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get the wolf. Uh, and he just randomly howls at time to time for no real reason. You know, Jersey Shore might have been a whole lot better if the, if the wolf would have been on there. Or or, <laughs> or uh, Jersey Shore might have been better if there was <laughs> just as much minstrel talk as there was in the scene. <laughs> yeah, the whole public oh service God. announcement and, and when they're sitting in the car is like, what is this? Did this turn into an, a high school educational film all of a sudden? What happened? Well, even the guys, though, are like that. Every, every guy in the movie is like, well, you want the rag? You're ragged, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, don't, be, don't worry about what's going on with their body, man. <laughs> Weirdo. Uh, yeah, that whole scene's just really bizarre. And like you said, beer everywhere. Oh, this whole movie. Anytime they show these kids, there's a beer. There are many beers. And I love the fact of no matter how many days is going on in this movie, they're wearing the same clothes every day. 
Yep. It's like three weeks later, and they're still wearing the same clothes. <laughs> and one guy's a drug dealer, so you assume he could afford more than one pair of clothes. Yeah, at least. I like on uh, Mrs. Parker's first day, when she actually gets there and she starts teaching, it's really awkward because she's asking the students for some kind of input and what matters to them. And uh, before, before she's even able to start class, Father Jason Schwartzman sits in on her to... Basically, oh, that dude looks just like Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> he tells her, he's like, I want to sit in on your class for the day. And so the guy starts talking about the delegalization of abortion. And you can see in her face that she's like, oh, my God, he just threw me the worst ball ever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's immediately on her first day reprimanded because that guy rats her out to the, the you know, the um, yeah. father, uh, pro- pro- Professor X. X. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get the reference, folks, uh, you know, he's a priest that's in a wheelchair. So there, there you go. Our, our imagination doesn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Franklin from Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> if I have any more fun, I don't think I'll be able to handle it. I'll be able to take it. Sally! <laughs> <laughs> Sally! Hi! Hi! <laughs> oh, man. That was, that, was, that was pretty good, man. That was uncanny. <laughs> Come on, Franklin, and have a lot of fun. (laughs) So uh, the first girl to die, or the first person to die, is the drug dealer's girlfriend, Doreen. And she goes to get in a car, and the car's not starting. So, you know, she looks over, and the killer, uh, just like the last movie, cuts her her forehead. Yeah. I don't understand the forehead cutting thing. Uh, Maybe there's some some close veins there. I don't don't know. Uh, maybe maybe because if you cut their throat, they don't scream as much because you're cutting into the throat. If you cut them across the forehead, they can still scream, and you can enjoy that part of it, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a serial killer. I don't know. Well, I mean, right after this, we do meet uh, Miss Parker's love interest, like I said earlier, Professor Chachi. And... Uh, <laughs> He tells her the he tells her the truth about the murder because I guess before this point she didn't realize that it was unsolved and and th- that they thought maybe somebody on campus actually did it because you know everybody else she talked to kind of sugarcoated it nobody really said well no 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 one was caught or anything and uh, they're probably still in your class the bar they're at the eighties dancing that's going on and, oh, and the music <laughs> you get you got several groups going on here too that's that's the thing about it they tried to make this movie much larger than this because you got your kids that hang out in the stairwell at the college. And you got these guys that are the New Jersey kids. And, you know, the ones that hang out in the stairwell is the oddest bunch of, of college kids, quotation marks, that there <laughs> is. Because they're trying to be all cool and hip, but there's nothing about these people that are cool and hip. You got the red-headed girl, the tiny katan that's wearing the, the you know spiked bracelets and all that stuff. And then her boyfriend just looks like a, a bubba. One thing I will say is, when I go to parties where <laughs> Tony Katane is, I always put a stocking over my, over my head and uh, and carry a knife just to show that I'm ready to party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad that after this she got work with White Snake and with Samurai Cop. Well, yeah, man. It's it's those steps to fame that that uh, you know you got to start somewhere. <laughs> Actually, she looks more like Tiffany in this movie. Oh, yeah. A lot of spandex in this, too. Yeah. Like, for her. I mean... Yeah. True. So, for some reason, I don't know if it's to give you the illusion that Miss Parker is actually in a full-on relationship with Professor Chachi. I don't. I think that's yeah. the reason why. But um, it, it, it fast-forwards three weeks later, and we're at the drive-in where the girl Kathy, who earlier in the movie we got the little after-school special part, she's telling her boyfriend that she's pregnant. And at first, he's being a real douchebag. And then afterwards, he's still a douchebag because he proceeds to jump on her like Kobe Bryant. <laughs> That's and, good. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's crazy because it's like it's like night and day the way he acts, but he's still still slimy either way. Yeah. Oh, and you were talking about Professor Chachi. That whole scene because she's hanging out with him. It's like they're at Mark's, Mark's apartment, then they're not at Mark's apartment, then they want to go back to Mark's apartment. That whole section there is just, I don't know. It had to be just some pickup shots, and they just threw them together because it makes absolutely no sense, their whole conversation in different areas, and then they're right back where they started. It's just it's just weird. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Like There's that scene where he's like, he's like I didn't know you were going to come to my apartment. Otherwise, I would have picked up. And he's like, what would you like to drink? So he gets a scotch and whatever she wants, and then it immediately cuts to them walking down the road talking. Yeah, it's like they're walking like, by a movie you- theater, and it's like, what just happened here? 
Why were we even in that apartment? <laughs> that scene served no purpose. <laughs> great stuff. Great so, stuff. So while they're at this drive-in theater, somebody with a flashlight comes over. So both of them naturally go to investigate. And the pregnant girl gets killed, which is something they don't do in a lot of movies, which I'll, right. I will give them props for that. <laughs> that was kind of that was kind of daring for that time. And her boyfriend gets back in the car with her dead body. She's in the front passenger seat. And he's in the back seat. And he's pretty much just berating her until it gets to another scene. Like, it doesn't even show him yeah. discover the body. Exactly. Anything. It's just him saying, I'll just sit here and watch the movie if you're going to be a bitch. I'll just sit here and watch the movie. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, look, look, at, look at all the blood coming out of her face. <laughs> I did think that was pretty original, man. I, I thought that was kind of a neat idea. Except for the fact of, you know, how long would it take you that she doesn't even move her head or anything that you wouldn't go, hey, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just like the last movie, I mean, with the killer, I mean, this killer likes taking bodies back to weird places. I mean, he killed her in the woods and then brings her back to the yeah, car. Put her back in the car. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's the same killer. Who knows? I did forget to mention earlier, uh, we did see something earlier, Father John C. McGinley. Who, uh, he, he's the horny priest, yes. the one who's sleeping with like a teacher's assistant. And then also later on, he's about to get down with the redheaded chick, the Tony Katan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They kind of tied into the whole naughty priest thing going on here. I, I think the only reason he was in this movie, because he didn't really do anything. I think it was just to maybe have another red herring. That's the only thing I could think yeah. of. Oh, sure, sure. You got to throw everybody off somehow. You don't have another uh, science to go around and kill people, so you got to have an alternate of some sort to, to stir the pot. Because on top of that, you got uh, the whole <laughs> thing at Chachi's place, too, because he's got all the newspapers, you know. Oh, yeah. Everybody's well, that's the sus- thing. Is like- yeah, they're suspicious of him because there's always been this tie-in of he, him being involved because it was his girlfriend or the girl he was dating is when it got knocked off back a long time ago. So, uh, yeah, you got that whole thing, too. Well, it seems like Miss Parker didn't even know anything about that because at first she's like, well, he didn't seem like he knew her too much. Then she finds out that, you know, Chachi's uh, ex-girlfriend was the dead girl. So she goes and snoops around his place. And then you have her friend who she says it's her best friend later in the movie. She dies. But this girl is her lookout. And as soon as as soon as the uh, professor pulls up. And she just jets in the car. I mean, she does. She like circles the block or something. But right. it's funny because I mean, she starts to panic and just leaves. <laughs> yeah, no warning. Just see ya. And uh, another thing too. This is after the girl got killed at the th- at the theater, the drive-in theater, and the the priest that's the head of, of the college is talking to Kathy's mom and. Kathy's mom doesn't really seem too upset over the whole situation. You know, (laughs) she just lost her daughter. She's like, well, I always told her she shouldn't go out and do things like that. Those people she's hanging around. I mean, it's just like, wow, let's let's not uh, let's not amp up any emotions here at all. (laughs) No, they weren't paid enough for those. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one fun fact about this movie I didn't mention earlier, but one of the teenagers in this or one of the kids is actually Jim Martin from Faith No More, the original guitar player. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's the one with the puffy hair. And uh, I, I was reading, because I saw his name in the credits a while back, and I, I looked it up, and I had him as the composer for several songs on soundtrack, so I put them together because it's the same guy. Huh. And then you look you look at him, and it looks just like him, so... Yeah. C- kind of interesting that he was in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, got to start somewhere. Oh, yeah. So, I don't understand the complete reason why the best friend is killed, but next, Miss Parker finds the, the best friend just brutally slaughtered in this closet or it's like a, a broom closet or something right yeah cool. yeah yeah it, it looked like just a janitor holding station in the middle of a busy hallway or something so yeah i think they start seeing the blood come out from under the door or something and obviously she's got to be the one to open it nobody else would have the authority to open a janitor's closet but a brand new teacher at a school <laughs> anyways <laughs> she, no, she, well she's so she's so blood covered too at first i didn't recognize that as being her friend yeah so uh, and again like that's where the budget went the budget yeah. went for beer and her blood so yeah that's uh that's the the big reveal it's it's almost a pieces style well let me rephrase it's trying to be like pieces but it's not pieces <laughs> <laughs> And that's bad. That's awesome. 
<laughs> well, so I mean, that was her breaking point at this at this point in the movie. She's like, "All right, I'm done. My, my friend's dead. I'm going to leave the school." So she tells uh, Father Crippy that she's got to get out of there. <laughs> Father and, Crippy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, oh man, uh, that whole outside conversation, the overdubbing on that is incredible. It is so yeah. badly done, man. It's like you're all of a sudden you're watching a Chinese film, you know, where they overdubbed it so differently. <laughs> There's no explanation for it. It, it is. It, it, you you got to see that part of the movie. If you don't watch this movie, at least check out that part for sure. <laughs> it's pretty great, actually. But uh, this is where, basically, whenever in real life, when a serial killer knows they're going to get caught or something, they amp it up and they just start killing everyone. That's what happens after this because right. the killer just starts killing everybody in the, at this point. Yeah, and kills a girl in the bathroom stall for writing graffiti on the bathroom wall. And uh, <laughs> I mean, so, several of them. I don't even know the reason why. I know one girl, the redhead, gets stabbed in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> it's it's got some some vicious ideas. They're not quite pulled off that well. But, uh, you know, the concept of it is, I guess, kind of decent. It, it's not anything you haven't really seen before. But, you know, you, you kind of go, yeah, okay, all right, that's fine. You know, I see where you're going with this. But, uh, yeah, it's like uh, once that the, the killer kind of reached a point, it's like it doesn't matter. I'm just going to kill everybody anyways. At this point, Miss Parker, she heavily suspects that uh, Chachi is the killer. So she, he comes over to her place and she lays them out and she knocks them the hell out. And uh, <laughs> yep. And she tells Father Crippy, she's like, I'm coming to see you. And he's like, no, you shouldn't come here, which is kind of weird because, you know, th- him, well, I almost gave away something <laughs> before the spoiler, but um, he, he, t- <laughs> he tells her not to come in there uh, or not to go because, uh, you know, the school's closing and everything. And she's like, well, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. And so she goes to see him. And as she's sitting there at his desk, she realizes that he actually can walk yeah and father, he, father x can walk yeah yeah <laughs> it's basically uh when nobody was looking benny hen came in and slept him in the forehead <laughs> with his jacket yeah <laughs> so the thing i love about this too my favorite part of this movie i think is happening right at this point that's when mark kind of comes to or chachi he comes to <laughs> and uh he calls some random somebody who knows that Julie is with Father X. Now, we saw Julie call the priest. Who else would know? How does he pick up a phone and call somebody and they know where she's at? <laughs> Nobody would know. Nobody would know. Because they even she even tried to keep it as a as a quiet thing. But he reacts like, she's where? Oh, I, I'm going right now. And I'm like... Dude, there's no way anybody that she would just call randomly would know any of this information. That's bogus. <laughs> oh, it, well, it's actually shocking though, because there's kind of a chase scene here after um, uh, Father X gets up and starts chasing her. Yeah. And unlike most horror movies, or around this time, I mean, some of them did this movies like um, you know, The Dorm, The Drip Blood, and things like that, but he actually ends up killing her. Like, pretty yeah. bad in an elevator. Yeah, oh yeah. That was pretty shocking. I thought so, too. I mean, one of the things it kind of does halfway decent is, you know, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious through the whole thing. You kind of get an idea of who the killer is. But, uh, you know, him him getting up out of the chair and stalking her down the hallways and actually getting her is kind of rare, man. And so, you know, I I give it some some credit for that. Well, one thing, too, there was a setup in this scene that was kind of weird was the setup that the father goes back and he gets he gets uh, set up in his chair again. And he calls the police and tells him he thinks somebody's breaking in because he knows that Mark Chachi is actually on his way up there. Which, yeah, how does he he know that? (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? But when he gets there, though, uh, he tells he tells Chachi, he's like, he's like, did you break in or whatever? And you think the police are going to show up and apprehend him because, you know, obviously the father can't walk. And this guy's the only person that could have done the murders. But right after that, it, it just cuts to the, the, the priest in a mental hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's what I like. I says, well, at first I said, you want to see a badly shot and edited chase scene? This movie's got it as far as him chasing the girl down. It's still pretty decent, though. But I love the fact of no cops, no fight, just right back at the crazy ward for a 20-second Yeah, there's nothing up. to it. <laughs> but yeah, they said he was hey, crazy. Can you can, <laughs> can you explain the uh, bleeding crucifix to me? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't understand how that happened. Well, they had to show somehow that Mark knew that he was the killer, I guess. So the, the crucifix that he has on the wall is actually the weapon that he uses. It's got a knife that's hidden inside of it. 
kills the girl. Oh, it, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. There's a knife that's in the crucifix, and he takes the the, the knife, and that's how he kills he kills her, and he puts it back in the in the crucifix, hangs it on the wall, and you see him wiping his hands, but he forgot to wipe the cross off, and you can see blood coming down out of the cross, and that's how. Chachi recognizes what's going on, so I don't know how I missed that. It's <laughs> just so weird. Well, because it's still really a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there you go, folks. The originality of this movie is a priest is killing people people with a knife that's actually made into a crucifix. Where does an escape lunatic asylum person find a priest outfit and a crucifix with a knife in it? I'll never know. And become the head of a school. <laughs> and become the head of the school. That's pretty impressive, folks. So check uh, check your people around you, man. Your bosses, your your school teachers. <laughs> they may be escape, escape crazy people. Pretty much anybody in a wheelchair. If you see them, just tip yep. them over or see if they yep. can walk. Don't trust them, man. Flip them over, see if they get up. If they don't get up, then you were wrong. <laughs> you apologize and, they, and you they, go on. They probably won't kill you. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, yeah, man, man the, the 22nd wrap-up, I mean, folks, seriously, Mark walks in, sees the blood on the cross, it cuts straight to the professor, strapped down in a straight jacket in a chair with underlighting shining up on him so he looks kind of intimidating, and you get two orderlies that are standing there going, well, I heard he just snapped. Yeah, I heard he was over at the school. He was just crazy. I mean, Really? <laughs> they say though they, they have the whole thing where he's like his name's father something or other and they're like well no it was father Jenkins like his name's father Jenkins well no that's not his real name his name's Daniel whatever the guy who escaped the mental hospital and he's a, he says don't they do background checks they will now <laughs> <laughs> so folks you want to know where background check started this movie Oh yeah! Before that, there was this movie. Basically, if it had come out three years earlier, like it was supposed to, I mean, a lot of lives would have been saved. Absolutely. So it's just like you don't pick up hitchhikers because of Texas Chainsaw. You do background checks because of this movie. Actually, you should probably do a background <laughs> check to see if anybody has watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it pops up. It's like we can't hire you. Uh, it says here you watched Splatter University, and you you, you liked it. <laughs> so yeah, only uh, pretty much it for this one. <laughs> How would you upgrade this film? Uh, I'd probably have Papa Don't Preach in the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, man. Because <laughs> I'm losing my mind and he's stabbing my friends. <laughs> oh. or, or, or I guess if he goes after the pregnant girl because he's stabbing my baby. Ooh. <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so oh, uh, I would probably, to upgrade this movie... Probably keep Wolf and his friends completely out of the movie because they are totally pointless, useless. There is no need for these characters in this movie at all. They were just filler. Just complete filler. Yeah. He might have had an idea of tying them in somehow, but it just never happens. It's just it's just pointless. Oh, uh, I would I would upgrade this movie by not recording the audio in a half empty Folgers can. <laughs> Yes, yes. That, t- that ties into yeah, the, the audio. Yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it was muffled. It was so muffled, and and l- just like the last movie we talked about on the last episode, um, the audio. Like we were talking about good versions of the movie, you know, like remastered or good quality. And I don't think there really is one for this one. I think the <laughs> audio is pretty much everything I've seen is the Blu-ray. The every copy is pretty much the same. So wait you're minute. not going to get a crisp. Wait a audio whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. Did you just say you you've seen a Blu-ray of this? <laughs> Oh yeah! yeah. Oh, Somebody man. put this out on Blu-ray. <laughs> man, you know, I you know I gave Duncan McLeish a hard time because of him, you know, going crazy because Pieces was coming out on Blu-ray, 4K, you know, remastered. And I'm like, there's so many other movies that deserve it first. But after finding out that this is on Blu-ray, psh, I'm sorry, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, there's, there, there there's some movies where I just don't understand. Like if they put Driller Killer on Blu-ray, it's like that movie didn't it didn't lend itself to being upgraded. No, not one bit. So uh, yeah, that's pretty shocking that this is actually on Blu-ray because I can think of forty other titles that haven't made it that far yet that should. Oh yeah, totally. The other upgrade I would make to this movie is just have scenes that transition smoothly into one another. Oh man, you don't like the uh, the jumping from inside to outside during the same conversation? Yeah. If, if you set something up, if you set a dead body in a car, at least show the payoff. Because the next scene is the teacher getting a phone call and them saying, "Hey, they found this dead body at the movie theater." But 
so that we don't even get to see the boyfriend say react or anything. I guess right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was that bad of an actor that he couldn't emote. <laughs> yeah, the the things that most movies you watch and you you're anticipating that reaction. Yeah, you don't get any of that in here. Even at the very end, like we said with the reveal, Mark doesn't re- react or anything. I mean, it's just cuts away to the insane asylum. So this movie's got. That's probably the biggest problem. This movie is it just jumps for no reason. And this movie probably had a lot. It, I don't want to say a lot more money, but it probably had a little bit more than Last Slumber Party. It seemed because they did have people in this movie who have actual credits. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's something. So yeah, they probably had better editor and stuff. I mean, the guy who directed this is an editor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I actually have to say I enjoyed this this one better than the last movie for sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I I think it's got. It's got enough interest in it that makes you still want to keep watching it where Last Slumber Party didn't. <laughs> uh, why only kill teachers? It's called Splatter University. Why, well, I think eventually he, he does start turning loose and start stabbing some other people, but it's like, why is it always the teachers get killed in this place? Why is it not anybody else? I mean, it's a college campus. Seems like your target's or a much wider range than just focusing on one or two teachers. Well, plus, once you, once the, the community finds out that two or three people have been murdered in the same campus, you would think that that campus would be shut down and the cops would be like, all right, we're keeping everybody here. We're going to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's not like it's happening all over town. It's, it's the, the same people there. Did you get any good lessons from this bad movie? One thing I would do is find out what town this is and never move there. <laughs> yeah, apparently, you know, Oh, yeah. Yeah, the teacher was killed there. It's not a big deal, though. You know, always do a background check if you're going to be a teacher at a new school and make sure that the person that was there before you just didn't get knocked off. Find out if the classroom is jinxed. Right. Or find out if your classroom has a built-in priest that sits there and listens to you keep teach as well. <laughs> yeah, Jason Schwartzman never came back in this movie. Never trust a piece, priest that was actually, in a wheelchair. <laughs> that was one of the lessons I got, too. <laughs> there we go. We're on the same page. Uh, you know, again, I, I didn't mind watching this one. I mean, it's, it's definitely got its flaws, but it's pretty fun, man. One good lesson I learned from this bad movie is if someone finds a fingernail in their pie... Don't continue to eat your damn food, because <laughs> you're, you're eating from the same cafeteria. <laughs> she just keeps, like, shoveling food in her mouth. Oh, man. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> and, and the last one I got was, uh, don't give up your favorite drive-in, just give up your girlfriend. Because <laughs> what the guy says at one point in this movie, like, are you, are you going to stop going to the drive-in? He's like, no, it's get a new girlfriend. <laughs> they play good movies there. <laughs> what about the, uh, the, the the toll booth scene there at the drive-in, too, when they drive up? <laughs> the that guy's was, like, hey, man, I just want to watch the movie. I don't want to buy it. <laughs> it's like $9. <laughs> yeah. This is 81 That's an expensive movie, man. Yeah. Especially for a drive-in. Drive-in's usually cheaper. Yeah. Should be. Were there any parts of this movie where you were just like, "What were they thinking?" Yeah, it, it pretty <laughs> much it pretty much revolves around this. What were they thinking? Oh man! Yeah, hiring your hiring your uncle to play an insane guy that crosses his eyes and pokes the eyes out of a mannequin. Yeah, yeah, not a good choice. <laughs> oh, that guy had to be somebody's family. Oh yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. I, uh, for me, I could have done without all the period and abortion talk. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. It was a lot of it. There was a lot. Thinking. <laughs> for a movie called Splatter University, it seems like you have a little, you have a lot of heavy stuff in this movie. It's weird because the majority of the stuff in this movie doesn't happen on the university. No, not at all. There were a lot of scenes, also pointless, like just pointless scenes of people eating and drinking. Like there was every scene where people were just hanging like there was nothing there there's no exposition there was no storyline it was just showing them dancing and drinking or eating yeah they had to find something to fill fill the spots man to make it long enough to be considered a movie and that's all they did man all the scenes of just the students walking around the campus and it's the same people in the same clothes walking in the same areas I mean you could tell they just rode some stock footage stuff and just stuck it in and tried to pass it off as uh, a movie <laughs> I want to say this movie was it come in, It comes in at about 1 hour and 15 minutes yeah that's just I think it's exactly just long enough to be considered a movie <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, the last movie we did on the last episodes, uh, the last Slumber Party, was I think it was only like sixty-eight minutes. Yeah, it was right over an hour, not much. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> again, and you you can tell with these two movies, man. These were the fact that people would even call these movies. These would almost be your direct-to-video style stuff that would have came out a little later on. And, uh, well, I, I imagine these probably were. I doubt these ever really got any kind of real release. They probably went straight to video. And I uh, can see this one getting more of a release. The Last Lumber Party, I don't think it ever went to a theater. Yeah. And like I said, this one, this one's not that bad. I mean, it's, it's not great by any means. But, uh, compared to The Last Lumber Party, this one's pretty well done. Well, that's hard to say. (laughs) (laughs) Where would it sit on the bus? Where would it sit on the bus? Uh, I'm going to say two rows from the back. It's not all the way in the back. It's up a little bit. And that's just due to the fact of where the scenes just jump for no significant reasons and just the bad overdubbing of that whole outside scene just cracks me up, man. It's so badly done. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. Get this, I think I'm gonna seat this one seat from the back. Wow! Just because I, there were just so many things where they 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 set up things that they never followed through with, and I wish they would have because it would have actually filled more time of the movie instead of just showing a bunch of partying kids. Right. Absolutely. And that's you know it does kill a lot of time with that kind of stuff and just backstory trying to make some sense out of this stupid story. I do enjoy this movie though. Yeah. I mean it. it it surprised me. I mean, dude, dude getting stabbed at the beginning. I mean, then the girl getting stabbed. Some of those effects are not terribly done. I mean, you can tell that it's definitely on a budget. But I'd still say if if you and I went out and tried to make a movie, our effects probably look just about the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think we I think we could we could pull that off. Oh yeah, and uh, you could be the priest, and and I'll be Chachi. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want to wheel around all day. <laughs> that's that's what I want to do, anyways. <laughs> Movie or not. <laughs> if, if they remade this, it would be a, a priest and a hover round. <laughs> Me and my hover round, we got a real good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this though: this movie, I mean. From the first time I saw this, I always immediately suspected the priest. Because did you pick up? Did you pick up on that, or do you think any of the oh, red yeah. herrings would be? No, I mean, uh, to me, it was obvious because, and you and I have seen so many movies like this that some things just stand out to you. And this, oh yeah, this one was very, very predictable. Um, you knew it wasn't Chachi just because they spent so much time trying to convince you that it was Chachi, and. Uh, so yeah, uh, the only way it could have been better, you're talking about the upgrade, if it had been the landlady killing everybody. Oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been, cool. been really cool. Yeah, because the way I, that she talks about how she saw the blood everywhere and all that stuff, like she was excited about it, that would have been a good little twist. Well, doesn't she also tells a story about somebody poisoning somebody, right? Like a yeah. woman poisoning her husband? Every conversation they have, she's going off about some, hey, did you hear about the time the guy got his head cut off? I mean, just crazy stuff. So. That would be awesome. Yeah, you just—I think—if they remade this, that would be a great way to go. There you go. You would obviously, especially if you've seen this, you would—you would expect the the priest, but not having it be the landlady. Wow, that come out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, why? Why would? But that's the problem. Why would she kill people on a campus? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that would have been kind of cool, man. She would have. She'd have been a. She'd been a great killer. You know, I just uh, the the, uh, the ambition, you know, of somebody who escapes a mental hospital that's so crazy that they're stabbing people in their junk, that they they have the motivation to steal an identity and and work their way up the system to become the head of the school. It's just amazing. Yeah, you don't just step into that position. <laughs> well, he was he wasn't stepping into it. He, he rolled into it. He rolled right into it. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I, I again. I don't think it's, it's as horrible as as last week. So yeah, good job on picking these out, man. And if you're interested in watching them, they're on YouTube. This this movie as well. You can catch uh, Splatter University on YouTube, and it's probably as good as the Blu-ray release. <laughs> I guarantee it is. <laughs> I don't see them doing any like uh, you know. I don't see them doing any restoration on it. <laughs> For somebody that went to trauma, I don't see him doing a whole lot of restoration on his own movies. Right, right, yeah. I would imagine that's the truth. <laughs> All right, we're going to break away for just a minute. We'll be right back, folks. Get out of the way! 
Once there was a show called the Not-So-Evil Episode Sidecast. It was a long name, Batman. No one could ever remember it. They released 25 episodes of brilliant film criticism. And like that, he's gone. Now, six months later, we're back. I didn't know we were gone. We've got a brand new name, new movies to review, but the same old attitude. Foul language and obscure references? Count me in. Each episode, we pick a topic, watch four movies related to that topic, then bicker amongst ourselves to decide which film is the best. We're the theme warriors! Join Iris, Jeffrey X. Martin, Doug Tilly, and myself for Theme Warriors. Four people, four movies, one dynamite show. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, and the Horophilia Network of Podcasts, as well as the Legion Podcast Network. That's the Theme Warriors! Don't want to sleep no more! Who are you people? Hey, you guys! Alright, folks, that's going to do it for this episode. And, you know, I say you should take the chance on this one. Check it out. Uh, yes, it is bad. But if you're a bad movie connoisseur, this one's not too hard to get through. So, uh, you know, call some buddies over, get you some popcorn, watch this movie. There's, you know, you've heard us talk about all the stuff that's in it. Yeah. Enjoy it. I think it's fun. I honestly, this is a movie that um, I think I really, really enjoyed it the first few times I watched it years and years ago. And I still do enjoy it, but I think it's my enjoyment of it has gone down over the viewings. But I think also certain movies just do that. So I wouldn't, I don't think that takes away from it at all. I I just think this movie, uh, you know, after seeing it so many times. (laughs) Yeah. But it is, yeah, it actually is an enjoyable movie. I mean, it's, it's definitely up there on the list of So Bad is Good. Yeah, yeah, it belongs in that category for sure. So take the chance on it, folks. And like we said, if you love bad movies and you've got any ideas of stuff that you want us to cover, make sure you check out the Facebook page or even our Gmail account, shortbuscinemagmail.com. Let us know. And don't forget, you can check us out at Legion, which is our home, and we're, we're proud to be a part of the Legion podcast group, which that's where my other show, Hell Ming, is at as well. So I'm glad that we, Johnny and I can put this together and be a part of that family because we're friends with so many people there. And you may hear several of them come on this show and be a part of it. So that's exciting stuff. And these promos. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So many of these promos and stuff you're hearing on here are a lot of Legion shows. Some of them are not, but hey, we're all still a big podcasting family, and we all enjoy each other's work. And uh, if you're not a big podcast listener, I recommend you listen to all these shows you hear advertised on here. Go to Legion Podcast, check out all the great shows there, and we'll just keep cranking them out, man. Oh, yeah, this is fun. I, I like doing this because it's just something that... Every, it can be something different every week, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be the monotony of like, oh, I got to pick out a slasher movie, or I have to do this, or right. Uh, next week we we could be doing, you know, like something that's completely off the wall, like, like I mean, I don't know, I was trying to do like the side hackers or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> something that, random. That's what I love about it is, you know, our other shows we had, you kind of got locked into what it is the genre was, but here it's open to whatever, man. It doesn't have to be a slasher flick. It can jump to sci-fi. It can jump to an action flick, westerns. It doesn't matter. We're, we're again, we're just on this quest of setting through some of the worst stuff that's ever been put on celluloid, and that's what makes it fun. So. Yeah, just enjoy the ride. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And on the bus. Oh, hanging out on the bus, for sure. <laughs> so, Johnny, got anything else? No, thank you all for listening. It's been awesome. All right. If not anything else, we'll see you next time, folks. Adios. Peace. Peace.